Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Man, it's been a great show last week, didn't we, Matt? It was so good. Yeah. Uh, I man. think we forgot to hit record or something happened. Yeah, we've been doing these every week. You know, for some reason, you know, these people haven't been really listening to us. I don't, I don't know. You know but yeah. uh, we're, we're back with our, our, just as we've been every week for the past, uh, past three years, four years. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Great to be back. We kind of took the summer off. Uh, schedules just aren't aligning um, that like we'd like. But uh, you know, I had to uh, I had to get you on here because I know it's your favorite time of year. Back to school time. Mr. Campbell's heading back. Tell us what you got in store for the upcoming season, upcoming school year, not upcoming season. What's in store there, uh, there, Mr. Campbell? What grade are we in this year? Um. Yeah. No. I am. It's been an interesting summer and I've made some some decisions and made some moves and, and done some things. I've kind of I've kind of patterned, you know, my my whole thing after you and really just decided to kind of, you know, you've inspired me to, to make some changes. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going back to school. Um, so I'm really what's exciting is, is, again, I, I can watch those commercials. I can, um, you know, see all the folks, including my own children, getting ready for school and not just get like incredibly sad and irrationally angry um, that I'm also going to have to go back to school um, because I'm not. Yeah, I'm what I'm, you uh, this I, this is as a, one of my favorite podcasts would say. New news. Okay. New news. The... New news. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Campbell is not going back to to school. No. Um, what uh so fill us in. When did you uh when did you make this decision? And what uh what are you doing now? So I made this decision probably about two years ago. Um but um didn't wasn't able to like fully execute on this decision probably until now i mean interestingly enough like i feel like i've kind of needed to do this for a little bit last summer i flirted with this and it is amazing like when you haven't been i i, I guess you could maybe compare it to again i have no concept of this and i, I know you don't either but like what it, what it's like to like date nowadays you know with all the applications um, when it comes to like software apps and different things that you got to get on. And so um, I finally this summer decided, you know, I got on Indeed and I got on all these different, um, you know, websites and different stuff. It's just a a truly horrifying experience um, in my mind on that level, um, just because it is a lot different. I mean, there's some ease to it, um, maybe in some ways, but there's also some some tougher parts to it. But so last summer, I looked a little bit, but realized that like, I would need to actually work hard on looking, if that makes sense. I just thought, oh, you know, there's, I'm sure millions of jobs out there for teachers who don't want to teach anymore and things like that. And I really didn't find that to be the case. So went back um, to school, thought maybe, you know, you never know, could go better. And I did have, I think, a little bit better year overall last year in schools. 
Um, but I, I just thought this summer I really want to spend some time seriously looking at something else. Yeah. And so I did apply for lots of different types of jobs, library jobs, museum jobs, some like home, uh, like remote jobs. You know, I thought that would be an interesting thing. And then, yeah, I applied for a job kind of in a new market and in kind of a new field, but it's something that I'm very passionate about. And so, yeah, and I was able to get an interview and, and got in there. Well, and so like, uh, I, I mean, this is all brand new information to me. So, I, yeah. you know, I thought we were going to talk about the curriculum that you were going to, that you were going to do this year. Um, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So How this is terrible. all, this is all brand new information to me. So now I have to completely get rid of my notes. Um, oh, sorry, that, that I had prepared. Of um, course. Now we need the uh, sound effect, the crumbling paper sound effect. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I know that this has been a long time coming and, um, you know, a lot of our conversations personally have, have led to um, you leaving the, yeah. the profession. And, um, you know, I know that I think we've been doing this well. I mean, I think by time we've been doing it by four years. Sure. We've had a few hiatuses here and there. You got um, to. Yeah. But I think that a lot of it was, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, um, but, you know, I, I think that it was one of those things where we talked about that. I think when you take a job like a, a school teacher that you are sold when you go into college and you decide to do this, here's the contract, whether it's, it, it's an unwritten contract, but the contract is you're going to go into a profession that is very well respected. Um, the school district will have your back. Okay. So if, if things go sideways, we got your back. Uh, number three is, um, you know, we're going to treat you well. We're not going to mess with you, right? We're not going to, we're not, you're not going to constantly be messed with. Uh, and then number four is we're going to give you summers off and all the holidays and time around, um, you know, like you you guys get, you're going to get like the, the second tier holidays, right? Like you kind of get, we're not talking about Christmas. Yeah. We're not talking about Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter, right? We're going to give you the the second tier holidays. The ones where people are like, Oh yeah, today's president's day. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've had president's day marked on my calendar for a while. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. President's day. Right. Like, Hey, Hey, just out of curiosity, why don't we get Washington and Lincoln's birthdays? Back in the day it was and then, right. you know, but the other part of that contract is we're going to, we're going to pay you. You're not going to get a lot of money. Yeah. And I think that's the contract that people sign. And, you know, in, in our conversation and, um, you know, just through observation is I think all of that stuff kind of has dwindled or went away with the exception of the low pay. Right. And so when, when we take away that, Hey, we got your back, right. That's the first thing we got your back. I think that, and again, I, you feel free to tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but I feel like you felt like you were being squeezed from both ends that administrators are piling work and they're, you know, if you have a student that has a behavior issue or something where you had to correct a student who wasn't doing the the appropriate or right thing, they ran home, told the parent, parent called the school. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Campbell's got to justify why he was keeping his class in order. So, okay, now we've gone away from we got your back and we're not going to mess with you. 
Absolutely. Right. Or in the event that a kid decides that he wants to come up and kick Mr. Campbell in the shins, Mr. Campbell yeah. going to send him down to the office and then the kid's going to be back in the classroom five minutes later. So sorry, Mr. Campbell. <laughs> right. So, you know, and then two days later, he kicks Mr. Campbell in the shin again. He's back in three minutes. So rinse and repeat. Right. So we've got no we've got no backbone to support the rank and file. And then, you know, I think that. I think the holidays and stuff like that are still there. However, I think that the work has also been a lot of the support staff or those type of things are, are gone to where the teachers are now having to do a lot of the administrative work. And by the way, we're not going to give you extra planning time before end of the day. As a matter of fact, we're going to take your plan periods and we're going to reduce them. So on your uh, 14 minute lunch, you got to eat and do your phone calls and return emails. Right. So, correct. Um, so, I mean, that's my perception of the conversations that you and I have had over the past handful of years that ultimately led for you to leave. And it, you know, I've, I've famously said on this show that people don't leave, people leave jobs for two reasons, cash and culture. If you want somebody to stay, pay them right and treat them right. And honestly, treating them right is more important than paying them right. It's a great point. It probably is not an equal balance. And I think, you know, as a teacher, I probably, you know, you would think I would say that pay would be that much. Um, but I, I think if, right, and I think if you ask any teacher, and probably to our own disservice, right, a little bit, if you ask any teacher their biggest complaints about teaching, it, it it's you know, it's it maybe well, in the top five, right, is is pay, you know, it, even though I think all of us would look at each other and go, we are not paid well enough. I think that's not the biggest concern or the biggest problem or what eventually kicks people out of what you're saying. Exactly. U ultimately, it's the culture piece of it that it becomes un unworkable and you you truly do there's a level of you where you don't feel safe on like and and sadly in a literal and a physical manner but also in just a like an emotional state of like always feeling right you're kind of caught between um two three four different kind of opinions ideas and things that are hard, hard to kind of um to fight sometimes. Yeah. So I, I think you absolutely nailed it. And I well, don't... I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Like when the first out of college, I worked for a company called um, Anderson Consulting. Anderson Consulting was a private company, partners um, consulting. And we were paid pretty good. And we were expected to work a lot. I mean, a lot. And right. so like, you know, we were... I, this was back in the, we were working a uh, 60 hour week was considered light. Yeah. You know, we're, we were working like 70 to 80 hours, you know, sometimes 90, a hundred hours a week. Yeah. And true. like your life, your lifestyle was pretty bad, but you weren't getting, but they treated us incredibly well, right? Like lunch was brought in every day on the off chance that they could have a happy hour. They were always sending us like, Hey, here's a new polo, right? Like, Hey, here's, Hey, here's a computer bag. Like, you know, you're just being, Hey, uh, you know, Hey guys doing a great job. Here's a, you know, here's a sleeve of, you know, a case of golf balls or something, you know, like there, you were always getting gifts. Yeah. Um, and then Anderson you're Consulting. Your yeah. yeah. You're running ragging. It's like, Hey, thanks for the golf balls. I'll never get to play. Cause I'm working 90 hours a week, but <laughs> Hey, <laughs> once, 
once I leave this place, I'm gonna be able. <laughs> I'm gonna be able to play all the golf. I have all the golf balls. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I now have. Uh, I now have. I now have eight dozen because I can't get out and play and lose these. Uh, uh-huh. But Anderson Consulting went public and became Accenture, and so now you're beholden to the shareholders and the stock price. And what do you think went away? The lunches, the happy uh-huh. hours, the extravagant Christmas parties, the golf balls the bags, the polos, the swag, it all went away. But what stayed? Work. work <laughs> right? The, the expectation that you work 80, 90 hours. And as a matter of fact, they, they put the, they put even more pressure on you because now we've got shareholders that we've got to. And so then the wages started like you're like, I remember my first year. I, oh man, I want to say I got like a 30% raise my first year. My second year, I got like a 25% raise promoted. Like just getting, yeah. Like a like the average for that company without promotion was like eighteen percent raise without promotion, and then if you got promoted, you know, it was up and you you get forty, fifty percent raises. So, so the raises were great. Well, now all of a sudden you're a public company, and the raises start going down. Hmm. So now we've taken away all the shine, all the all the fringes, and now you just get to work eighty, ninety hours a week, and then. (laughs) your bonuses are lower and your pays lower. And so it was at that point when all that other fringes got taken away that then we started thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm not getting paid right. Like if you would have done the math on how much we were getting paid, I mean, we're, you know, we're probably down around the 10, 12 bucks an hour because of the, right. you're a salaried worker working 80, 90 hours a week, but you don't do that math when, Hey man, they're bringing in Jack stack every, you know, they're bringing in Jack stack and they're bringing in Oklahoma Joe's and they're bringing in, food all the time breakfast yeah. lunch and, and dinner right and some of that stuff is absolutely it's such a balance of like right you know some of that stuff is and you can kind of count that as money right because hey i didn't have to pay for lunch today i didn't have to you know sure. like right there is a level of that stuff has value but i think i think when you when you take that away i think then that really kind of lets you see what the job is right and what you know, what, what kind of time it's taken away from your own life and your own family and your own, you know, kind of interests that you have. And maybe, right, you realize that, hey, the golf balls, the polos, all of that other stuff really, you know, in some ways, right, just put a shine on something that was already not right to begin with, which, but on the flip side, again, like those little things, you know, again, we've talked about it with teaching, right? It's the jeans days. It's the teacher appreciation yeah. weeks, you know, it's the little treats inside your snack, you know, thing. And I don't, you sounds like such an ungrateful person to go like, I don't want that. I don't need that, you know, like, but on the flip side, I don't kind of want that. And I don't need that. I, what I, there are things that I need. And if you did appreciate me, then I would know, then I, I believe me, you wouldn't need to give me a Rice Krispie treat in my, you know, thing that yeah. said, hey, you're a snap, crackle, pop and great teacher. You know, well, like- I think, <laughs> you know, I think what whatever people either, you know, whether people like, dislike us, you know, whatever, however they feel about us. I think one thing that you would have a hard time saying is that we're inauthentic. Right. You get you get authentic, you get authentically us, whatever it is. Um, and I think that when you get the Rice Krispie treat or the uh, the jeans day, um, it feels inauthentic, right? It's kind of like the uh, – I always make fun of the uh, – I don't know why politicians 
and like C-level people do this, like just be a real person. But one of the biggest pet peeves I have is the politician or the C-level or pretty much anybody that wears like the slacks with the dress shoes, the button down shirt, and then throws the T-shirt over it. I, right. Why would, like, why? hey, I'm one of you guys. I'm a, I'm, I'm one of the, I'm one of the boys. I'm Look just Joe Public. T-shirt. Look I'm at me just wearing right. the t-shirt. Don't you want to have a beer with me, you know, right now? <laughs> and right. And there's so, and believe me, and a great point. And this is not exclusive. And in fact, in some ways, it's probably worse on my side than any side, you know, like there's, they're very, some folks are very like super nerdy liberals, you know, who like are academics, right. Who are just always lived in that world of kind of affluent, um, you know, you know what I mean? Those guys, yeah. right. And those are the first ones to be like, right. And it's cause I got this t-shirt on. Cause I'm wearing this hat that says, you know, barbecue joint, you know, average. Then I'm like, I'm just like these guys, you know, I'm just, and, but we've talked about that. I mean, it, it's, it's because Andy, there is an authenticity that matters to people and people sense it and people feel it. You know, you, you, we've talked about with, with W, you know, that was a big part of it. And I think you're probably right. W right or wrong was a real person, you know, and I think people could kind of go, I can see myself in that guy. He's a little, you know, like, you know, and so that mattered, you know, so that kind of concept of like, I would have a beer with him, you know, but you, it has to be real. Right. And it's so yeah. obvious when it's not right. And yes, I, I had, and that cynicism, Andy, is why, and, and it's also, I've, that's been something that I think after, since I've left, you know, you start to kind of maybe look at your career or look at what you've done in like a different light a little bit, right? So you start to kind of talk about like the retirement piece of it. So I started talking to those folks and they're like, hey, you know, you, I essentially have been in education for 19 years, you know, and that like, when you start to look at it on paper or see that in numbers and think about like, like I've done my tour, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I've, so, I've, so how did, the, how's the, uh, so how can we get into some finances here? Please. Let's get into some teacher finances. So a teacher that leaves after 19 years. Um, so you are, you are not fully vested in your retirement fund, correct? So I'm a little complicated and I'm a little bit different than most folks because in, well, we know that that's in many ways. Of course. Ways. I mean, let's just, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, that's a given. Uh, we know this, but so I was a, what they call a classified employee, which is not in the, I was not like a spy or some sort of like classified government employee. It's just literally like a lower, that's like a B talking about C tier people. Like you're essentially, that's a, you know, you're, you're not certified. Right. And so I did that for 11 years. So 11 of those 19 years was in a non-certified capacity, but, you know, again, working and adding to my retirement. Right. So there's just a little different system, but it's a similar system, right. If that makes sense. But so I put 11 years in as a, you know, non-certified employee doing, you know, in-school suspension, recovery room, um, not surgery, um, as so there's no confusion, um, actual sure. B that's what they call it. Now, when you get in trouble at school, you don't go to the office, you go to the recovery room. So that type of stuff. Um, then I went back to school, got my degree, and then I taught for eight years, essentially. I'm, so I was a certified 
employee after that for eight years. So no, I am not fully vested um, in any of those retirement pieces. And this is a big but, and, and it's also a big but when it comes to making sure that it is, it's very state specific, right? So Missouri does have a solid retirement um, system for teachers. So that is one pillar that not all states have, you know, that maybe is, it should be, it should be, not even maybe, should be factored into like what we, what you were talking about before, like the good things about it. Um, like Kansas, our neighbors are terrible. Their retirement system is garbage, which is really interesting. So like, it's kind of just state by state. So yeah, so for my 11 years in, um, being uncertified, I have a little chunk, a nice little chunk of money set aside. And then for my eight years that I was there, I have a decent little amount there. So what I'm essentially doing is, is taking some of that, my non-certified money to kind of just get us, you know, allow me to kind of make this move and do this thing. And then I'm able to keep my certified money in that retirement system where I won't be now putting anything into it unless I specifically do that, but it just kind of sits there and, and gets interest, right? If that makes sense. So, and so you can't pull on that until you're 65 or is it the, I, do they still have the age plus experience thing? It is, it is the rule, what they call rule of 80, right? Which is the age, age plus experience. Once that hits 80, then you can, um, without penalty, take that out. I think I so can. So you would have to be 72? No. Um, so I think that my, that's a really good question. And maybe I, I don't, I don't Let's go know. talk to the, get the benefits people on this phone right now. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to agent this for you. This is bullshit. Yeah, no, they're, they're sick of hearing from me already, I'm sure. Um, no, I, I think maybe. I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. If I Because I'm stopping, right? So that year, that, that number would drop every year, right, that I was working. Yeah. So I would say. My guess is, is you probably will not be able to pull that money until you're 62, your retirement age, 62 or 65. Um, yes. Would, so would, it would, I would have needed to work another like nine years, nine, 10 yeah. years to really fully get my full. And I just couldn't. So last year, interestingly enough, last year I called them. They're like, hey, you've only got eight, nine years, something like that. Hey, you know, and I, I thought, man, you know, that don't seem that don't seem too bad. You know, I can pull I can do it. You know, I can I can make it out of that. And then I <laughs> then I went back one full year back. And then started to realize that wow, that that actually is a long time. Yeah, um, that does. I think that I think that does happen to people a lot. Like I remember when I was at H and R Block, there was a lady, a sweetheart of a lady. This is. Um, yeah. I feel like my pastor now. Like anytime he's about to uh, show somebody in a negative light, he drops it. Great guy. Okay, this he is a great guy. But I remember yeah, yeah. this lady was like, "I've only got thirteen more years to do." I have thir I've got 13 years and I can retire. Like it was like 13 years was like nothing, right? right? Like now for her, she had done year one and then she had repeated year one uh, 15 more times or 16 more times, right? So she, she, she hadn't really like improved or done anything. She just basically did the first year and then she's just repeated it. She's like, yeah, I can repeat this 13 more times. No big deal, right? Like I can do this. Um, but I, I think that like when you... Like we've talked, you and I have talked a lot about career math. Like 
And I, I had a friend that had done 20, 20 plus years at a former company of mine. And his number finally got, they got him this a few weeks ago. He got him a couple months ago. And right. I got the call that you, you get now. Like these are, these are calls that our parents' generation didn't really take. The, uh, hey, man, what are you up to? And you know that there's a cadence to these, right? Like I've talked to this guy in three years, and I like the guy. And we're fine, and I'm happy to take the call, and I'm happy to help. But the cadence always goes, hey, man, just thought I'd check in. It's been a while. Okay. Uh, they let you go. <laughs> That's kind of what you want to ask. But then is it, yeah, you know, they let me go. Let me know if you, you hear of anything. Yeah, man, be happy to help. Right. But the cadence comes that, you know, you get left, let go. But this guy is, I think he's in his early fifties. And so the thought of like, oh my gosh, man, he's going to have to start over. Well, I would say that he's got a good 15 to 20 years left of working. Right. If he so chose. The other thing that I would say is the average tenure of employee. Do you know what the average tenure that somebody spends at an employer is now? Four years. Four years. Right. So you have a 51 year old. And like what can what productivity can we get? What learning can we get from somebody in four years? Like the mindset that most hiring managers have is like, I'm going to hire Matt, I'm going to have him for 20 years. Right. And it's just not reality anymore. You have people for approximately four years. Hmm. So, and it's either their decision or the company's decision for them to, to go away. The, yeah. I don't know that the, the teaching profession, and maybe they have, like, I don't sit in those, I don't want to pretend to be an expert and sit in, like, I sit in on those HR meetings and those strategy sessions and stuff like that. Like, I'm just talking about it from a general strategy of businesses that I have sat in on, consulted on, been a part of. And these are conversations that like the mindset of the leadership is not matching reality, right? And so, and I think what we're talking about here is that that's where the mindset has shifted from, okay, we're going to hire this person at 23 as a school teacher, and then they're going to be with us for 25 to 30 years. And I think the districts, and this is part of the, the disingenuous part, is I think they know damn good and well that that person's not going to make it 25 to 30 years because they're going to get tired. They're going to put stuff on them. It, it's just that it, once that employee kind of gets to about, I think once you kind of get in the classroom from probably about 12 to 15 years, like that's where it kind of starts to shift and go down. I mean, for you, it was about eight. Actually, for you, it was probably about six. <laughs> yeah, well, and because my situation was unique because I had spent so much time, you know, I really, to call myself like a first year teacher, right, when I started was, wouldn't be accurate, you know, in some ways, or that's like needs an asterisk, right, because I had spent so many years in schools already. So, Again, my experience, I have to be careful because I, I, I you know, part of me and I, I've said it a million times just kind of jokingly, but it's not a super big joke. But like, you know, if, if Piper or Tanner were to come to me and say, hey, I'm, I want to be a teacher, you know, I've always said, oh, my gosh, you know, I would do everything. I would talk them out of it, you know, like, God, no, please don't, you know, don't do that, you know, and but I got to remember that, like, there are so many folks that go into it and have such wonderful intentions and they see it out and they go through it. And I also want to be careful not to discount, you know, all the wonderful experiences that I had, 
in the profession too, you know? So I think, you know, it, it's, it's such a shame that it, it is that way. I think you're exactly right. Those numbers track, I think in schools too, I hear that number all the time that like most, very few teachers make it past that fifth year, you know, like the teachers that do stick around literally after year one, which is very, like, that's way, you, imagine again, going through and you, you, you know, that's any degree, any situation that people go through, but like going through all that schooling, going to one school, literally teaching for one year and being like, I cannot do this, you know, and I would not, I will not continue to do this, um, which happens a lot. But now I think it's more people will make it to about five, six years yeah. and they just, yeah, there's a stress level. They realize they hit the point, like you're saying, they start doing the math, right? And the math starts not checking out because the stress levels, the money, the, you know, and we've talked about too on the socioeconomic piece, like that's why so many, they, they want to get more diversity in teaching. They want to get more, which is so important. You know me, like that is absolutely so important. But people are not going into teaching because they want to make money. I mean, they you you have to, you know. There's well, and I, I don't think that I, I don't think anyone is going into teaching. But I mean, and if you are, you're woefully mistaken, right? Like, I feel like if you go to Harvard to get a teaching degree, yeah, what are you doing? Right, like you you <laughs> wasted your you wasted your Harvard money, right? Because the, sadly, in some ways, the, yes. The pay but... scale, the pay scale is there. You can go see it. Like there's, you can go see the pay scale, Um, you know? So, I mean, that's one of the things where I I just go back to the people start keeping score when they're not getting treated right. Like the pay that you got over your eight years was not a surprise to you. You could look, you could project it out. If I do this, if I have this much education, this many years, this is going to be my pay. It gets projected out. Now, granted, there's probably cost of living increases and stuff like that that are in there, but it also depends on where. Right. So if your cost of living, if you're living in a, a place where cost of living is significantly higher yeah. than I talk to teachers that, out there in New York that are making, you know, right, 70, 80,000, 100,000. Right. But that's about the same as what I make here, essentially, because their cost of living is so much. Incredible. So I, I just uh, we'll, we'll get into me at another time, but I, I just got back from from New York. I mean, the cost of living in New York is probably eight times what it is in Kansas city. It's so stupid. Like it, it's just, it's, it's insane. So, you know, I, you moved on and I know that, um, I know you can't talk much about the, what you're doing. Um, sure. so, I mean, I, I obviously know, um, what I'm allowed to know, but so there's, uh, there's some non-disclosures that you, you have signed. There is, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, you're, you could tell us how the sausage is made, so to speak. Um, so yeah. you have a, and you're doing a, a, a let's see, let me, uh, let me phrase this correctly. Okay. Um, you are doing manufacturing work, mm-hmm. uh, a manufacturing process, manufacturing and distribution for a new company that yeah. is uh, new to our area. Are they new to our area? Or like, are we the only ones or are they, are they elsewhere? And they, we, they just put a facility here. This facility is the only one that they run. Um, and it is not as new as you would imagine, um, just because there has been law changes a little more than just the recent law changes. 
But like, so they've been around, I want to say at this particular facility for, but still, I mean, right in the, in the, in the history of the world, it's still very young. So I would say that this facility was built like, okay. So if you, if you look it up on Google maps, it's not there. Um, it's just a square, like empty lot. If you look it up on Apple maps, it is there. So that's how kind of new the facility is itself. So I, it's around 10 years, you know, I think. Yeah. So tell Apple, us, yeah. uh, tell us what you can tell us about it. Um, we're all sure. excited to know where, uh, where and what Mr. Campbell's doing and keep in mind that, you know, some like, you know, specific to my work, I can't share names. I can't share everything. You know, there's certain certain industries where things are just confidential and so like yeah it is um, interesting it's similar to teaching right that there's a level of names you wouldn't share you know that is a part of you know what you do and so like right certain you know students have different plans different things right that's very confidential obviously their health information is very confidential so yeah i think it's pretty standard for you know wherever you're at um the one thing I would I would point out that I think um, maybe with any operation when you you know I've always worked in schools for 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 my whole life almost other than when I worked in a grocery store as a, as a younger person, but I, I, what I've been incredibly impressed with is the level of like professionalism of efficiency of like security not only security based around just literally you know the security of the building itself and physical security but also just um with the um, the importance they take on putting out a good product and a safe product um a product that will help people you know and and um so they go out of their way in the most incredible ways you know we wear scrubs we um you know we have the biosecurity involved with it is incredibly um tight you know so it's um it's really and it's also incredibly scientific um there's a lot of really really bright people doing you know essentially chemistry work and bio biology work i mean it's it's a really um neat field and full of just really and, and what i've just been really enjoying too is the level of kind of camaraderie that the folks have um the you know the importance they place on the work they do and yeah so it's been you know it's been a so really are you uh just a are you showering at the facility? No. Um, so okay. we are, so my shoes, so my, so it's kind of like clothes and shoes, right? So I do not have to do that, but so let's say we, we do have to have our clothes. We wear scrubs. When we go into the facility, we have shoes that have to stay in the facility only. So you have to have a pair of shoes for that. And so I have a little locker, um, back to, so there's so many like parallels with schools, right? So I have a little locker that I keep my shoes and then we are provided scrubs every day. If okay. you go out and if you go outside, then you must change your scrubs, get new scrubs. Um, you have to change your shoes to go outside, you know, on breaks, lunch, things like that every day. So it's, um, very tight, you know, when it comes to that, which, in some ways is of course a pain in the ass at times because you do have to kind of do a lot of extra things but again also is a, a wonderful example of how serious um they take themselves and the work that they do you know so they sound very similar to where my brother works um 
in that, uh, so my brother and my nephews have to, uh, they have to shower going in and coming out. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah. they're, it, you know, it, it's a, it's a highly chemical pro- product. Uh, exactly. Right. You know, and so like they, I, I was talking to my brother about something. He's like, uh, yeah, dude, I wear the same clothes for a week. Cause all I do is I put my jeans on, put my shirt on, I get in my truck. I drive, I get out, put my jeans and my shirt and my shoes in the, in my locker. Right. Puts his, his work. Um, I, I, I call the onesie. It's not a onesie. It's a uh, coveralls, basically yeah. his work coveralls on, yep. um, goes, does a shift, comes back, puts his, uh, showers, showers right. in and out. And then uh, puts his puts his clothes back on, drives home. Right. So he's like, "Dude, I don't do laundry. I, I, you know, like at where." So that's why I was asking if you have to shower there because I know the the type of product and the sanitation and you know and stuff like that. Like they want to make sure that nothing in, nothing out. Correct. And so it isn't quite um, that level, although they do have showers there. Um, and it is an incredibly, um, it is a physical job. I mean, I, I, I want to be careful because I, you know, I do know that there are much more physically demanding jobs, but I also know that the job I used to have had, you know, other than well, it's a, it's a manufacturing home. plant, man, there's going to be movement. There's going to be lifting. There's going to be pushing. There's going to be, it's like, a lot. There, it's a lot, there's going to be. There's going to be forklifts involved. If there's forklifts involved, then there's got to be stuff that gets put on those pallets. And those things that get put on the pallets tend to be put on those pallets by hand because you kind of have to position them correctly. Um, Right. Yes. So there is a lot of that, which I'm truly enjoying. Um, I have, there's definitely been days that I've come home very sore and like, but I'm also, like I told you, I've, I've been sleeping, you know, quite a bit better um just based around you know the level of kind of physical work that i'm doing is kind of forcing myself to well, do it I, probably, no, I probably mentals too um the mental probably piece the physicals and the mental right like you're not emotionally drained that's what i tried to i, I i've told folks this you know at, at the new job that i said you know there's there's a mental exhaustion that comes with teaching that i don't get right in my new job that it's the physical part that i'm exhausted but Again, I, I think when you translate that to at night when it's time to go to bed, right? Like the physical exhaustion is is so much better for you ultimately than the mental part of it, right? Because you're not, right? I don't have any, and teacher, again, and we've talked about this a million times as well. And I think this is one of the most important points of all of this is that you can, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to say that there's not a, a, a like a emotional and, and personal investment that you have to have in every job, right? But teaching is too important and too, too much of a job where your passion has to be there every single day. And if it isn't there, then you have to start asking yourself, you know, and making decisions based on not just your own personal kind of, hey, I can make it for eight more years, right? Because, I mean, imagine saying that to a parent, right? Like a parent sitting in front of you and parent-teacher conferences, right? You go, well, 
I'm only really here educating your kid for eight more years, brother. Like, I can't wait until that day, man. I'm just like holding on for dear life. You know, you would never yeah, say that out yeah, loud. You're looking, at the, you're looking at the kindergarten class going, that's my last class right there. <laughs> <laughs> right, 100%. That class right there gets to me. I'm done, baby. Come on. Come on. That's right. No, I, you know, I know how much you you carried it. Is I guess the the way that I would I would describe it is that, um, and and I, I don't know that you know I mean I, I know the school district you worked in was a little bit lower socioeconomic, but it doesn't necessarily matter what the economics of the school district are and what the the demographics of the kid are. The teachers carry it; they carry their students, and you were carrying the emotional baggage, and, you know. And I know that you know, again, different, not putting words in your mouth, man, but you saw some heartbreaking stuff. You saw some heartbreaking home lives. Um, you know, I know the, the conversation and you, you're the type of person that, that you know, the whole uh, literally gives somebody the shirt off your their back. But man, I know you were taking money out of your pocket and buying some of those kiddos food that, you know, that you didn't have to do. And, you know, but that's, yeah, but that's probably what not the best food. I was like the bad dad, like mostly candy and snacks and treats because that's what they loved, right? I'd be like, yeah, that's what's really funny is like you think about those moments and like, man, I probably should have at least, you know, gotten some fruit for him or something. Maybe I should have thrown an apple at him, but, you know. But they didn't I'm love that as much. They didn't really, yeah, you'd be like, man, it was always great to be like, man, this, you'd have those little friends and be like. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, well, can it always say like we talk about it you know there's there's kind of and it, this again i i only laugh at this because i you know me too we none of us are are from you know we didn't have nothing you know like we're not we're not rich people by 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 trait you know like by by um growing up whatever it is um but like Dana would always be like, well, you know, we should probably get that knockoff candy, you know, or whatever. And I would always tell her, like, every once in a while, a kid would always be like, oh, I'm so happy to get like a real Snickers, you know, or like yeah. a real, not, not this, like, at the dollar store, you know, right. like, of, of candy, you know. Oh, man, it's sweet. It's a, it's a real Dr. Pepper, man. I've only had Dr. Thunder. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of stuff that, again, and you think, again, that's a little thing to us, you know, but then when the kid says it, you know, like you just realize, and that's the piece. And that's, you know, I've had that conversation too. Like you can't, you can't really, that's probably the sixth, seventh, whatever thing we, we, how many things we've talked about, but as far as helping kids and helping people, and yeah, I know you get it in your job. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting it in my new job, you know, of, you know, and that's something I said in my interview, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that the product that we ultimately produce does help people. Um, you know, I especially see it, you know, in terms of, you know, on a medicinal level and things, I, I do see it so, so importantly. And so I, 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 I love the fact that I can still do something that helps people, you know, and I think that that's, that's, you know, a huge part of, I don't know, a career, you know, too, in some ways. And so I know, I know you get it. You probably get it yeah. so much. Weirdly, you were in the, you know, sort of a part of the service industry for so long. You're probably now getting more, you know, help, you know, getting to help people in some ways way more than you really got to, you know, just with what you were doing before. But well, I think that, uh, you know, I, I know how much those kids meant to you and how much that weighed on. And I, I would imagine that, you know, had there not been the passion for helping, you know, especially those kiddos and in some cases the families and stuff like that, that this decision probably would have been made three years ago. 
Oh, th- there's no doubt about it, dude. You know, and I and... know that that was the hardest part was leaving leaving your little friends and leaving the leaving the kiddos. That 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 had to be the hardest part. But it's never, you know, it's never I... the kids, man. Never never the kids. It's always kind of just. And I, the only thing I will say is that there is kind of a we've talked about it before too on like the level of relating to kids. And I do think, and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm like super old, but I have hit that point where like kids are different for me now. There's just a general that have generational things that, you know, are hard to kind of get over at times. And, you know, I do think that some folks hang on for too long when they can't really relate to, to kids in the way they used to before, you know? And so you know, yeah, I, I just think there's been many, many little points along the way that have pushed me in this direction. But I appreciate, you know, those. Well, those you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we've we've talked about this before, man, that, um, but, you know, it's a, it's a courageous move, you know, yeah. from my standpoint to make that move, because the easy thing to do, the easy thing to do was to be, hey, this is comfortable, right? I know this. Yeah. You know, it's I, I, I know this. I know, it's Stockholm syndrome, right? Like. I, I'm I'm good here. He's not treating me that bad. Like, um, it's so the, the easiest the easiest thing to do is say, "Look, I got eight years left. All I got to do is I just got to repeat this eight eight times." But <laughs> the hard thing is to just say, "You know what? I I don't feel that I'm giving these that they are getting the best of me. Like this is the and this is not gonna this is not gonna be one of those issues that that uh, result that gets better with." with age right this isn't a fine wine that's going to be like oh hey I'm, uh, you know as as this as this problem you know as time passes this problem gets worse and worse and worse and worse um you know and so i think that you know what i hope happens is like you know i see this as a career i see this with a lot of people that first six months of the career man it's great everything's awesome love everything about this place right because it's new it's a new relationship. It's a new girlfriend, right? Like I love this first part of this <laughs> honeymoon. And then, yeah. and then when it sets in, right, the normous, the normalcy of it sets in, you know, but I think that where you've landed, I think right now, and maybe it's not this company, but I think industry wise, the, the industry matches you, right? Like, like we've talked about the, you ready for it? The Ben diagram, <laughs> Shout out all these smart Ben diagram. But it, you know what? It, it, it really does. The career map makes sense when it's something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. It's something that you're good at. And it's something that the world appreciates, right? Like you can enjoy doing something, you can be good at it, but if people don't pay you for it, it, it doesn't really work, right? And it, <laughs> likewise, it could be something that you get paid a lot for and you're really good at it, but God, you hate it. Every day is a uh, you know, but when you can match those, and I feel like that's where you're at right now, is that you have hit those three areas where you're getting that overlapping of like, um, it, you know, I mean, Deanna sent me your paycheck stub, so you know, all's good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good. No, that's smart of her. That was really, if you did, that's really smart. You know, I'm actually going to be yeah. like, yeah, that was smart, man. Andy. Yeah, it's it's actually, it really, it really wasn't because I'm going to stop paying for all the podcasting stuff now that I see. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really breaking the bank here. But no, and I do, I think that's a great point. And I do want to, before we, you know, kind of get away from, from this topic at some point, you know, like I'm blessed to be in a situation where I have supportive people around me right so that's number one right like I think you know if you have a spouse or if you have 
just family, whatever it is, you know, around you that um, wouldn't be so supportive in, in a type of move like this, it would be so much more difficult, so much harder. Um, that's number one. Number two, I think also- well, let me let me jump in there real quick. Like the support of a spouse is like just key. Um, like in my business, even like somebody wanting to sell their business, if the spouse isn't on board, buddy, she can, she or he can like really submarine a deal. hundred percent. And so same, same thing like here, right? Like the easy thing for her, shout out Deanna, right? Because the, the easy thing for her is like, Matt, we're good. You can oh. do eight more years. Right. 100%. Like, yeah. Right. Yes. Like, a this is a big This is a big risk. This is a big risk. You can do eight more years. <laughs> this is a big risk, right? Like and not right. seeing the upside of, oh, you know what? Maybe I get the maybe I get my husband back. Yes. And I I yes. And it's a blessing that she has completely understood that. And like she was just so excited when I, you know, after the interview and I got the offer, like I really could see. You know, again, right, it just was such a wonderful moment to see, you know, how excited she was for me. Um, and then, and I, I, honestly, the second piece of that is the hard work that she's put in that allows it on a financial level, right? Because it is, it isn't a huge pay cut. And in some ways, that's the thing with leaving teaching, right? As you go, well, at least, you know, I'm not leaving that much money on the table, right? But it is, you know, a, 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 a at least a temporary kind of step backwards that wouldn't maybe be, you know, able to happen if we weren't, if she wasn't at a kind of level in her work that she's put in the time, effort, and, you know, and put into her career that's allowed her to have that success, you know, that kind of lets me kind of do this if that, you know, in some way. So, right. I, I just think, cause I, I want to be careful because I do think so often we, we have a tendency to go, to tell folks, hey, follow your dreams, go make those changes, go do those things, right? And there is so many folks that that's just not as much as they want to, as much as they'd love to take that leap. There's so many obstacles and so many things in the way that I'm blessed to not, not that I haven't had any, but I'm blessed to not have so many to kind of jump well, through. Well, and I, I think where you're, where you're at, what you're able to do is it's kind of like a rubber band, right? You pull a rubber band back, you let it go and it, it takes off. Mm. And I think you're going to follow the same trajectory that I did. Like kind of once I left the last place where I'm at now, like it's, it's just taken off. Right. No. And I, I think I a lot so, of it is, I've been so happy for you. Yeah, man. Cause I mean, so that's, that's the thing is like when you are, when you're mentally and emotionally invested, you're going to be good at it. Mm -hmm. And when you're good at it, you're going like the money's going to come, right? Like, like I, I mean, I, I took a, I, I work in a job where my salary is zero. Right. Yeah. I don't have a guarantee. What I have is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. And right. like, I think if, when you're approaching like a, like you can't make this decision based purely on like the rational financial part, the measurable, you can't make the decision on that measurable. Right. Like sometimes you've got to make that, that measurement on, you know what, I'm going to be great at this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be so good that I'm just going to, and the money's yeah, going to come. I hope so. Yeah. I'm the, money, the money's I'm going to come. To be, you know? Right. Yeah, and so, exactly. and so that, that's where I see you going. Like that's when, when we were talking about it, you know, kind of back earlier, um, 
uh, on the podcast that we've been recording on a weekly yeah. basis that we oh, uh, I don't know why we're even talking about this. This is all information that we've we've published. But no, I, I think it's one of those things, man, where it's like just the excitement in your voice and the emotional and the, the you know, just like the the way your body language would change and open up, right? So like when you're talking about like the old job, man, it was kind of like a uh, the shoulder slump, sure. the head slump, right? Like oh, I'm sure, like, I'm sure I then, taught like that. I'm sure my students saw yeah, that at moments, you know, and how terrible, right? Like in and, you, right. Exactly. You talk about turning the volume off, right? Like people can tell, I love you so much. Oh, you're the best. I, I'm so with you. But their body language and their actions actually tell you what what's going on, right? Like, hey, here's a Rice Krispie Treat kid. Now go teach. <laughs> and uh, fuck, yeah, I guess you can have Jeans Day. Sure. Give us five bucks. To have Jeans Day. Like that's the dumbest shit ever. Like, oh, uh, anyway, man, before we wrap, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's wind it down. Um, yeah. You know, today is uh, for some people. Not Mr. Campbell, but for some people, last day of summer, uh, kiddo's yeah. got to go back to school. So I am going to, uh, I'm going to go take my kids to, uh, I don't know, the pool or something since it's like yeah. 159 degrees out there today. Very summer um, day for the last Very summer day. day. So we're going to, we're going to have a, we're going to have a summery week. So, uh, yeah. uh, close us out, man. How's, uh, just with whatever you I'm got. I'm just so happy again to talk to you again, even though we've been doing this so often. I mean, I feel like, you know, right. We're just seeing each other every day, yeah. but, no, but like, I, I'm so glad to, to kind of have an opportunity to talk to you and for both of us to kind of feel like we're in a really nice little place here, you know, that we're not, you know, the chiefs chiefs haven't started. So there's really nothing to, you know, they're like complain about them, even though really that I mean, love- Love to have yeah. 95 back in camp, but that's fine. Uh, exactly, if, exactly. If you get that resolved, that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, but, but so so there's just like, it's a good, it's a, it yeah. feels like a really great yeah. time well, um, for, for yeah, for all of us, hopefully. Well, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, this podcast is always going to be here, man. Like, you know, I think oh. we've kind of figured out what it is, um, yeah. where it's going to be, you know, like, uh, I don't think we're going to be a weekly episodic thing anymore. Like, it's just, you know, no. schedules, life, um you know, Sorry. I've got a, ju- I've got a junior now and you, uh, wow. where's what's Tanner? No, Tanner's a freshman yeah. first year. Yeah. yeah we so. just did, uh, they stayed at the new blue Springs, new fancy schmancy freshman hall wing. Looks like a college campus. It's truly, uh, we got so lost. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah, I was, uh, I was over by there. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come back on another episode and pick up and share what I picked up this summer. And all of my uh, all of my summer stuff, but uh, we were yeah. we were over down there by there a um, couple nights ago, and yeah, I mean I've seen that thing come along. Um, so it's a, it's a beautiful place, but yeah, man, I mean you got a freshman that's gonna you know these four years they just zoom by, and you know so as much as I love talking to you and you know taking taking the time, man, it's like we're kind of on their schedule, and right. their schedules don't always align with ours. So, but it's a uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be on here a little bit more frequently maybe than we were this summer. I know, um, there was a lot of, uh, transition things and you needed to get your feet under you and you needed to kind of figure out like what life was and not have to stress and worry about, Oh, I got to sit down and I had to talk to Andy for an hour and, you know, trying to, uh, trying to match the those best. schedules up. So, yeah, um, it's always the but best. Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to close out by just saying that, you know, just how proud I am and how happy I am for you that, um, you know, super excited that you were able to make this move. 
Um, you know, like I said earlier, man, it, it take, takes a lot of courage to leave a, to leave a job. Even if you maybe like, maybe you don't love it as much as you did day one, but there's still a lot of positive things. and There's still a lot of things that you know you will miss. And, you know, as time goes on, you, you will miss those things. Uh, but it takes a lot of courage to, to make the decision you made, man. So I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm happy that Thanks, it's, it's working well. And, um, so can't wait to, uh, can't wait to, to hear the next update. That's incredibly kind of you. appreciate you so All right. much. All right. We're going to get out of here before people start thinking we actually like each other. I know um, it's we're really off. We're supposed to argue. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we do have election coming up here in the near future, so we're going to have so much fun with that. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Catch you soon. All right. See you guys.